Well, g'day and welcome to the Beyond the Message podcast. This week, super fun. I've just had my conversation with Riley and we do start with a bit of banter, but it is a lot of fun and we talk about a great topic, which is about the second um, kind of installment of the messy middle. We talk about suffering. So please stick around and stick around right to the end so you can find out those next steps. But just a reminder, uh, my name is Lockie and this podcast exists so that you can grow your faith all throughout the week, outside of Sunday, and beyond the message, you can grow your faith. So we hope you enjoy this conversation and we'll see you at the end. Start this thing. Um, well, I can't talk right now because I have a cinna- cinnamon. Cinnamon. Cinnabon. It's a no. It's a homemade cinnabon. It's a homemade cinnabon. Yep. I haven't even had cinnabon like a normal cinnabon. The cinnabon from America are cinnabon. incredible. They you can access them at the Nanda shops, Toomble near Nanda. Actually. Oh, really? Yep. And there's pop-up shop in Toowoomba in case you're feeling My fancy. Goodness. So they come with the caramel sauce, or is this also? No, that's also homemade. Oh, we didn't scrape off the pre-bought caramel sauce and put it on our homemade ones we also this made the is the sauce. freshest Cinnabon homemade Cinnabon with caramel sauce I have ever You've had ever had well I am glad um, on that note welcome to the beyond the message podcast you know it is so good to have you here today we are wrapping up well I can't really say wrapping up a series when it's only two parts it's a two-parter it's a bit like um, well no Shrek only had Shrek had more than two parts Shrek had about a lot five. of people forget about Shrek number three. Yeah, there are. Ah, no, that's Shrek number four, isn't no? it? No, okay, yep, exactly. <laughs> this is what I mean. No one knows People what forget Shrek... about, yep. Shrek number three. Shrek number three. I could probably it recite to, to you the entire script from mm. Shrek one and Shrek two. Oh, no, I believe you. I really do believe you. I'm just trying to think of movies that only have two, two, like, yeah. You usually go to three. back to back. You normally do go to three. There's not many out there. Gosh, I was going to say Toy Story, but that's got four. That has got four. It did have three for a bit. But now it has four. Well, well we are in a two-parter for, for Riley the Googles what movies have two parts. You know, I, if you, I'll just give you a pre-warning. If you want to get to the content of this podcast, you might want to skip forward. I'm going to say five minutes, maybe more, maybe less. Uh, it, there's just a lot to talk about at the moment, and I want to start by just saying that Riley and I are here uh, in my house, having the most wonderful time. Drinking coffee, so drinking tea. Drinking tea, yes. From his and hers cups. <laughs> Which, thank you for allowing me no. to, to use yours whilst you use Molly's. I, do. I really appreciate I'm using Molly's. And we're Congratulations in- again on uh, marriage life. Thank you. And the wedding. That's the best thing about having three guests on this podcast. Um, there's consistently three different people in this podcast, and all of which have congratulated me. So thank you, appreciate that. But we are sitting in our chairs, our his and hers chairs. <laughs> As well, which um, again, thank you for allowing me to sit in yeah, in your chair whilst uh, you sit in Molly's. I more than appreciate it. More than welcome. Eating a homemade caramel cinnamon bun. bun. And it is delightful. Delicious. Absolutely and delicious. Riley and I are also wearing very similar clothes from coming from a very similar job. <laughs> so we're just gonna brush past that um, I've had a great day. I hope uh, you have too. I'm in, in 
I'm not inclining. I'm reclining back on this chair as well, Lockie, because I've just reminded myself that it does recline. I'm feeling very relaxed. That's wonderful. Riley, I've just had a look at your screen. Uh, you're looking at Harry Potter. Harry Potter has eight installations, not two. So, I so... was stalling the whole time going back and forth with you as I was searching for movies uh, that only have two parts to them. Very tricky to find. Would love to hear from anyone who's listening today. Uh, in the reviews or, or yeah, comment through to us on a platform because we'll just text us on a movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Lots of options. But we have been. We've been in a two-parter um, at Beyond at Home over the last two Sundays lock uh, in a series that we called The Messy Middle. That's right. And um, we, I think we reached a new level of freshness with Beyond at Home. Now, a few th- things were different. Like, it just seemed to have a, a fresh air about mm. it. What would you say was... The freshness. Um, you would have you washed your hair. I noticed that. Um, okay. Oddly enough, yes, I yeah. did. Only the fringe though. Only looked after the fringe okay, this week. There you go. But obviously the new house and that house, the the lads' house, otherwise known as the spice rack, featured in the message, which is great. So mm-hmm. you know, new it's named fresh. after a spice. Not to give away the address. Not to give away the, the house. No, nope. it is named after do that. a spice a, that a, starts with. Oh. No. We said it. We said We'll have to do that in the edit. Yep, that's okay. And uh, I just wanted to start. We usually start with four questions of the full Monday, but I just wanted to ask by asking some questions from the comment section of Beyond a Home. Uh, question number one: Why is the plant so dead? Was that in the comments? I did comment that myself. That was yeah. your comment. That was my so, comment. So, and you, yeah, I think you've been in the house before, so you probably know better it, than me why the, the plant is dead. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a confession. That's my old house. I used to live there and that's my plant. And I've commented all over Facebook and all over Instagram that, wow, you boys have got a dead plant. Uh, truth is that it is, uh, it's mine. But that is for podcast listeners only. Mm. So you can't share that secret with any non-podcast listeners. Okay, that's very exclusive. Yes. We are giving away a lot of details. A lot of today. details. Yep. Um, question number two from the Facebook comment. This wasn't me. Mm-hmm. Riley, are all those photos on the wall you? Mm. For no. reference, there is about 90 photos on the wall. There's a lot of people and they are just people as much as I, I, you know, yeah. I look at myself in the mirror a fair bit, but I not, I don't look at myself enough to take wall. photos of myself to place you know so you're not doing one of those dining like, room area <laughs> photo a day kind of challenges where you know you take a photo you take a selfie and i blue tack it on my wall yeah and as you like see your hair growing myself. and you see you know like your no beard but growing. it's actually a really good idea the more you're pitching it to me lucky it, it sounds pretty good but no they are actually just people uh, who have been in the house before um so and that an is an extensive a, list it is an extensive list so um, there you go but yes if that answers uh the Question number two. There was a photo of you on the fridge, though. I'll give you that much. And you're wearing a pink fedora. I am. Which we will not give the details away from that particular event. Yes. However, I, I think I just found a pink fedora. You did just find a pink fedora. Mm, mm. But we said we weren't giving away details from that event. Wonderful. There's 167 hours. There's no more questions on this Facebook section. But there's 167 hours after the message and beyond Sunday. And really at the moment, because of our COVID service, mm. there's kind of 167 hours and 40 minutes beyond the message, mm. which we get to talk about. And that's just so we can actually practically implement our faith. And uh, in this series, we're talking about suffering. 
And as you can hear, we're, we're definitely not suffering reclining in these his and hers chairs from the his and hers cups with yes. the homemade Cinnabon. In this moment, I am feeling, I think, quite quite relaxed. This is a real treat. Thank you for allowing me to, to end my day uh, like this look. That's right. But we know that sometimes in life, in, in a more serious setting, in a more serious way, there's, there's a lot of things we can't control. There's a lot of things that happen to us and to people around us. Sometimes it's our fault. Sometimes it's self-inflicted. But we can't deny that our world is hurting, that there's a lot going on. Um, there is a lot to comprehend. Uh, there is suffering all around us, mm. suffering in our own backyard. Uh, you, know, you don't even have to look you know, outside your own backyard to, to realize there's suffering. But then you start thinking about Africa and all these places around the world where there's genuine... Like, like our suffering is genuine, but you look at their level of suffering just in the realm of like um, physical needs. Mm health and just water and food you, like you just can't you can overwhelm yourself quite easily just looking at the suffering in this world yeah and i think at the same time like like obviously i think for a lot of us you know we talk about suffering but also hurt and pain too we've all experienced that in our own way and in our unique um way as well and you know given the circumstances you know in this season of, of everything that's been going on but also um just in terms of how we've experienced certain pain before, you know, the, the reality is, is that it's, it's really hard sometimes to try and, you know, yeah, get ourselves out of the, the mess of what's happening uh, within the external, uh, you know, externally, the things that are happening around us and, and whether that's um, stuff that's going on within our friendship circles, relationship life, if there's things that have happened in our family, if there's um, been a time of grieving because we've lost someone, you know, all these types of things, it really pulls apart this question almost of, of why is there suffering in the world? And it's something that Chris did an awesome job of exploring uh, in, in part one of this series and also navigating this question of how can there be an all-loving God but at the same time suffering in the world? And if that's something uh, that, if that's a question that you're interested in, I'd invite you to jump back into that BTM, that Beyond the Message uh, from last week that Chris and, and Locke had a chat about. And at the same time, watch that Beyond at Home because it is, it's an absolute cracker. It's a banger. And I guess before we get into our four questions of the four Monday, I want to preface because I mentioned all those kind of global and just bigger kind of picture Mm. questions of suffering. Mm -hmm. And uh, I believe that coffee or conversations over Chris is going to actually answer those questions. Um, so if you want to check those out, go to the Beyond Social Media yes. it's on YouTube. Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, so I think today, Riley, we're going to camp out as to like your suffering and your pain. Um, for someone in 21st century Australia attending Beyond Church, you know, poverty is probably not going to be a part of your story. Um, and if it is, uh, you know, please, please don't... Um, you know, we're not trying to discount what you're going through. It's just more kind of broadly in this kind of area where we're at, who we're reaching. That's maybe not your story. So when you think of suffering, try try to make it personal. Um, yep, if your parents are divorced, if you've gone through a breakup, if you've lost your job during COVID, whatever it might be that the suffering is actually particularly to you, uh, take this message and take this series uh, towards you. And, and use your bigger questions, you know, why is there suffering? Like, why does suffering exist? Why are people, you know, starving, things like that? Um, please keep asking them. And again, go to, to conversations over coffee mm. via Beyond Social. Yep. But today, I really encourage you to think about, okay, what's the suffering actually going on inside of me? Mm. What's happening in my life? Where, mm. have, where have I suffered? Yep. Um, because suffering is real. 
what you've experienced is 100% real. So don't try and um, justify that you haven't suffered because someone suffered more. You know the feeling of suffering. You know it in your life. Um, so please take this message and, and run with it and allow it to really speak to you today. Mm. Mm. I reckon we can get into our four questions. Four questions for the I four I feel like Monday. we need a bit of intro music to come back into the four questions, <laughs> but maybe that'll take a bit. Maybe when we get a sponsor. Uh, <laughs> Cinnabons. Cinnabon. If you're they're keen, I'm just going to have another little nibble uh, on this one, Lock. So I'll ask the question while, and we won't even realise you've had a bite. I'm ready to go now. So the four Monday was don't ask God to remove your tough time. Instead, ask God how he is using your tough time. Now, question number one, Riley, does this four Monday refer to all tough times? Are some tough times too big to give to God? Mm. Mm. Good question. I think to to frame kind of where we're heading as well, because... Listen, we do. We're we're sitting pretty relaxed here with our, our tea in Cinnabon as well. And but to frame again, just the the context of the the season that that we're in. Obviously, there's tough times that people have experienced. And I know, Locke, just this afternoon, we've been reflecting on what's been going on in Victoria right now, and uh, just the extreme measures that are being put in play to mm. uh, to to keep people safe right now. There's so many things that have happened over the last couple of months, uh, and at the same time even moving away from that, maybe across the, the, the span of your life as well, where uh, you've really felt just lonely uh, in your hurt or in your pain, where you didn't know what the outcome was going to look like. Uh, you didn't know how the story was going to end or if it was ever going to end. Maybe there's times, again, even in this season or everything, where you've been stuck at home with family and, and all you've wanted to do in this time is is actually just find a way to get away from family. Maybe mm. you've found yourself in this season actually embracing a little bit of a sinister side of yourself that you really don't like and you just want to want to shake off and you found yourself becoming a bitter or envious person or a frustration, uh, frustrated person. And you just feel uh, almost empty in, in terms of the love uh, that you can give. So when we're looking at, at this idea of a tough time, and particularly with this Four Monday as well, when we were or even at beyond at home uh, on, on Sunday lock, uh, we were really talking about any circumstance. Now, again, we've already talked about how we can always compare what suffering looks like and whether that's across the third world country or, or how we experience suffering um, in the reality of, of you know, our own personal life as well. But when it comes to tough times, what we are really looking at is the fact that there is actually a heavenly father, a God who's preparing something that's good for us, that he wants to see us step into the best version of us, uh, that we have a God who's, who's proud of us. But at the same time in, this life, in our life, there's actually tests and trials that come into play. There's things that are going to be adversities and challenges. There's going to be barriers uh, put ahead of us. We don't always see them coming. Mm. We don't wish for them to come. Yeah. Uh, a lot of us, we don't pray for them to come. It happens. We pray against them more, well, more than often. Yeah, and I think that shows again you know, we, yeah, you're right. Like, like we, we do more than often we, we pray against them and we don't like obstruction in our life because we feel like it might take away from a, a life that's great for us. So I guess in navigating this four Monday of don't ask God to remove your tough time and more so implementing it. Don't ask God to remove your tough time. Instead, ask God how he's using your tough time. You know what your tough time uh, looks like for you. You might know how big it feels right now. Maybe it is just filled uh, you know, just, just just filling your mind. It's just making you feel so brain scattered, so drained. You just don't know what to do next. You don't want the don't know what the next step is, and that's why our attention on Sunday at Beyond at Home 
was the tension of what do you do when there's nothing you can do? What do you do when there's something ahead of you or something that's fallen into your lap that you simply can't avoid that you just want to get rid of and run away from? That's why our four Monday was don't ask God to remove your time. Instead, ask God how he was using your tough time because there is a greater purpose behind it. That's really good. I feel that as we are drawing into maturity, I think that's a, you know, just to frame that, that's a goal of Christianity is mm. to, um, to step into maturity in faith. So we want to grow as Christians. And, and if you're listening, this is a great start. You know, you're taking a, and hopefully half an hour out of your day to, to learn, to, to continue to learn about faith and to, uh, to ask the question, what does it look like to follow Jesus today? And so I would say that a mark of maturity for a believer is to give all things to God, not just the big things, mm. to give the small things. Yep. Uh, some of the best Christians I know, are, I've got these two mentors that are 70, and both of them are 70, and they're a married couple. And the way they just give their small problems to God is phenomenal. Mm. They're continually asking God in on every single detail of their life. Um, one of them is a bit crazy. Sometimes she'll stand in her wardrobe and ask God to pick her a dress for the day. I don't think we need to go that Very far. well. Well, you know, I'm indecisive at the best of times. Well, that's right. I mean, if anyone's going to help you, there's this one joke that someone tells me. And uh, yeah, it's exactly that. Someone was uh, was sitting at their wardrobe saying, um, God, um, what should I wear? And God was like, I'm your father, not your mother. Sorry, I had a mouthful of tea, hot tea there. That could have been disastrous. It's a classic. That is a great one. That is a great one. <laughs> Back to my but point. Yeah, so, but it's the mark of maturity. Yeah, is is giving your, obviously your big problems. Say, yeah. God, this I can't deal with this. Mm. But actually, those those small problems. Yeah. Like including God into what you're doing, giving Him, hey, I'm frustrated at this conversation I'm having right now, or as I'm typing this passive aggressive email, saying, God, help me, and then maybe turning that passive aggression into something a bit nicer. You know, there's all these moments in our life and all these times we actually kind of encounter suffering and struggle throughout mm. our days that God's actually just asking us to ask Him to help us mm. in all in all things, not just the big things. Yep, yep. Um, it's like that picture of the father who, who just sits with his child mm. and he's like, tell me about your day. And kids are just like, they'll tell you everything. From what colour, you know, cordial they drank mm. to how many slices of toast they had in the morning. You know, like, they'll tell you everything. And mm. that's what God is really wanting a relationship with us. Yes. Where we communicate yep. everything. And we just sit and we chat. You know, like that kind of relationship. Mm. And so, are some of our tough times too tough to give to God? Absolutely not. Are they also too small? No, not at all. Um, I think he, he wants to be in on all of that. Yeah, and it's going hands open and, you know actually talking to a father, a heavenly father, like you were saying, Locke, and saying like, God, complete your good work within me. And we only looked at this, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago uh, on BTM as well and, and beyond, beyond at home too, uh, of this four Monday of God, complete your work with me. It's actually a surrender. It's an obedience. Um, you only have to go a couple of episodes back from this beyond the message to, to find out a little bit more of what we were talking about there as well. But agree with you, Locke, and, and I really love your angle there. It's good. Let's move on to question number two. Um, we're getting really practical here. So what is the process or how can I ask God to show me how he is using my tough time? What mm. does that prayer look like? Because that could be very daunting for someone who's new to faith or someone who's never actually even considered this as part of their faith. 
And I'd say, Lucky, I think a great starting point for you is to actually ask the question of God, show me how you're using this tough time, which I know. Just asking it. I know up. sounds crazy, but in terms of actually responding to that question, I know for a lot of us, when we think of prayer, we think of, uh, you know, having to, to, to be on our knees, head to the ground, hands together, you know, this is a conversation that you can start right now. In fact, you could, you could pause, pause this podcast if you wanted to have a conversation with God where you literally just sit, whether you have a tea or, or Cinnabon uh, next to you and actually just sit and, and start a conversation with your heavenly father by asking him this question of, of God, show me how you're using this tough time to actually come wow. to him genuinely at the same time. Maybe you're someone who is actually a little bit of a journaler. Maybe it's actually a matter of writing a letter and this might sound really odd, too lucky, I like where you're going. But actually writing a letter, I'm going to say it to God. And again, you might not get a, mm. an immediate response. That's not the point of it. The aim of actually, you know, stepping into conversation with, with God in prayer is, is God doesn't want your perfection. God wants your heart's attention. And this is, this is how the conversation starts. Actually bring to God, again, what we were saying earlier, in a, you know, a genuine and a humble way, in a posture of humility, bringing to him and just saying, God, this is everything I'm experiencing right now. How can you, what What can you show me? What, what are you revealing to me? What can I learn? And I think one of the ways that we can best uh, see how God has actually used us in a tough time, Lockie, and this is maybe a little bit of an extra application on top of what we were talking about earlier, is if we're going to ask the question or, or say, don't ask God to remove your tough time. Instead, ask God how he's using your tough time. If you want to see what this actually looks like for you in your own life, I'd encourage you to document, right? To document. If you're in a tough time right now, again, we've talked about it. No matter how small it is, how matter how uh, small other people are telling you it is, how, you know, no matter how big it is or how, uh, um, you know, no matter how big other people are telling you it is, whatever the time is that you're in right now, I'd encourage you to document it by actually just having your own journal. I keep one under the seat of my car and when I am in a moment where maybe I'm feeling the frustration, I don't understand why I'm experiencing a hurt. I don't understand why I'm feeling the jealousy or maybe the rage or the, the envy or even the moments when maybe I, I just need to communicate something to someone, but I don't have anyone around me to externalize it with. It's actually pulling out this journal and writing down what is happening for me in that time. I'd encourage you to document your time, document the tough time, document whatever time you're in. Because one of the joys like you is actually starting a conversation of actually coming to a heavenly father and saying, God, show me how you're using my tough time is that when you're able to document it or the more people you're able to talk to about it, then maybe it's weeks, maybe it's months, maybe it's years. I'm not going to put a deadline on it for you. Maybe it's decades upon decades. You know, you actually have an opportunity to look back and actually see just how present your heavenly father was in that time and the, the purpose that was behind it. Because when we talk about maturity, this is God who actually wants to best prepare your heart so you can love others well. He wants to best prepare you so you can lead others well. And he, this is a God who actually has a purpose in play for you. He's a heavenly father who is for you. So I'd encourage you, how can you ask God to show me how you're using, how he's using your tough time? Ask him, start the conversation. You can do it with your eyes open. You can do it inside your head, but I encourage you to invest in it in a way where you're coming from a humble posture 
And I'd encourage you to document the time that you're in right now. So you, there's no secret formula to this one. This isn't a trick question. It's not a recipe yeah. for anything, no. And and again, I we're not putting a deadline on you know when you're going to see a result or an outcome. I'm just saying one of the most rewarding ways of, of this journey is actually being able to look back and, and just see how much God has been at work in your life. And again, we talked about encouragement and being affirmed uh, a couple of weeks ago, I know, on BTM as well, Lockie. And, and when we have people who are speaking into our life, those are great things to note down as well. Just when we hear encouragements, when we, mm. there's the things that we can celebrate about ourselves that people are seeing in us, whether it's the, how we're um, growing in character, um, you know, document any of those things as well. You can whack it in that journal just so you, you can actually track with just how you're progressing over time because when it comes to a relationship with Jesus, a relationship with Jesus, it's not a destination point. It's not something you just get to, you attained. It's not, oh, finally, I'm there, full stop. It's a journey and it's a it's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good one and it, it, it within it, you know, it actually promises a pain and promises a hurt. Uh, but actually, yeah, promises a God who, who loves you as well and who wants to see the best for you and see so you step into the best version mm-hmm. of yourself uh, to love the people around you and lead the people around you in the best way as well. Come on. That's so good. Can I give a next step? If this is already something you're doing, I'm going to provide a next step. And um, you mentioned the writing a letter and just saying, God, comma, and just pouring your heart out into this page. Mm. One thing that I've been doing recently is, is um, writing my letter and then receiving one back. Yeah. And it's it's talking about the practice of uh, hearing God's voice. Nice. And we believe we have a God who communicates to us. Mm-hmm. And um and it's been it's taken a lot of discipline and a lot of um kind of yeah, talking to people, understanding how this works, but what I've been able to do now is is channel the voice of God mm-hmm. um and hear it and write it down. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily hear it in this booming voice, but when I start writing, it just doesn't stop. Yeah. I can hear and, and God communicates back saying, Hey, this is how I'm using yeah. this tough time or yeah. hey, this is what I'm doing at the moment. Yep. And there's a few you know, this could go wrong, this could be bad, you could just be writing stuff that's not actually what God's saying. But if it aligns with scripture and if it aligns with the character of God, mm. more than likely it's what God is saying. Oh, and there's a practice of listening there as well, which yeah. Nah, that's awesome. Yeah. So if God God's telling you something ridiculous that that is genuinely ridiculous, like go and sell your kidney you could be like that's probably not aligning with scripture but if god is saying hey i'm faithful or hey i'm good and i actually love you or i'm proud of you Mm -hmm. hey that's true Mm -hmm. if god's saying that's you and you're writing that down that's phenomenal Mm -hmm. that's just truth that you're hearing and we want to empower you to hear the truth um that's that's all i can kind of hope for anyone really listening to this podcast Mm. it's a great look I reckon we'll finish with one question. We're going to do three questions. Of three the, questions. Three questions of the three Monday. Love it. And uh, it's it's about joy. And uh, we'll mm. wrap up with this one. And, and um, the question is, how can I maintain joy in tough times? This scripture you used on the weekend talked about, you know, keeping, keeping with joy. Such a foreign concept that suffering would be good. <laughs> well, and how can it? possibly be and i think um that's exactly what we're looking at this weekend uh in the writing of james who to give a little bit of a scope if if you missed a little bit of the start of the beyond at home or missed it completely we were looking at james and and james was a fellow who was around over two thousand years ago james fully believed that his brother was his lord and was his savior which 
is is going to be a pretty unique kind of perspective that we're going to be listening to because this guy dead set thought that Jesus was his brother and he believed it. Um, and James, firstly, Lockie, just imagine growing up with Jesus as your brother. Oh, you'd, you'd hate it. Would like, you? I would. Do you reckon his mum, do you reckon Mary, just over the dinner table ever, was just, you know, doing grace. God, we thank you for this food. And in James's name, do you, oh man, do you reckon she ever just like kind of threw him a bone in that she way? Would have, she like, would have had to. <laughs> you can't, you know, you can't talk about one kid too often. And then the other. Anyway, back to James. James in this time when he was writing this, uh, yeah, in, in what he wrote and what we were looking at on the weekend, he was actually leading the church in Jerusalem. And the church in Jerusalem was made up of a lot of uh, Jewish Christians. So they were embracing this new way of life, right? But because of that, they were actually pushed onto the outskirts of their society. And they were an impoverished community. In fact, that they were they were so poor, and then they were so uh, kind of ostracized that the uh, that the apostle Paul Paul, who's a guy we've also talked about a fair bit on BTM, we like Paul, we like Paul. Paul once used to be a guy who was just would terrorize Christians, and then became a follower of Jesus when he actually encountered the risen Jesus, which would probably be enough evidence for me. Paul actually went out and collected money around the Mediterranean Rim to help support the church in Jerusalem. But I guess what I'm really trying to get at here in short, Locke, is that this church in Jerusalem, they were in crisis. They were a community in crisis. And James was trying to lead them. He was doing his best to lead them. And this is what he says to them. He actually says, whenever you face, whenever you face, and the little Greek term uh, for face there, we find out or how it's used in Greek literature is really saying, whenever you are surprised by or whenever you feel robbed by, Right, So whenever you face, whenever you are surprised by a rock by trials of many kinds, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters. And this is what we were talking about earlier, because how can this possibly be? You kind of want to slap him. <laughs> <laughs> this is not an ideal situation. You're just thinking, James, like, how? Like, like put yourself in this scenario. You're like, you've got to do three assignments that are due at midnight, and you've only started one. Consider, consider it, it pure, pure joy. joy. But then also taking <laughs> to... You know, the context of if the pain that you felt before and the hurt you felt before, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters. This is what James writes. And again, this is not what we have written. This is what James writes. It's a little bit in- insensitive, um, but he goes on. He actually says, I want you to see this as a source of joy, but here's what you are going to remember and here's what you're going to discover. He says, because you know that the testing of your faith produces something. You know, the testing of your faith produces something. I'll let you know in a second. But really what he's getting at is that the testing of your faith, faith, when you test something, when you test something, you find out if it's real and authentic or not. And like I remember going to the Echo when I was little, I got a Pikachu skateboard, right? In an Echo bag. And I can tell you right now that Pikachu skateboard did not last very long. The paint peeled off. It was cracking at the top. It was not a great skateboard compared to my Canadian Maple premium board. Of course. And I found that out by riding the board. That's the only way you can find out if something is genuine and real and if it's gonna work in the long term, not just the short term. And this is what James is saying. He's like, when you're in the trials, you know that the testing of your faith produces something. It demonstrates something, whether or not something is real, but it produces something. What it produces is a perseverance. And the perseverance that James is talking about is the perseverance that that he says, says to the church in Jerusalem, let this perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature. There's that word we were talking about earlier and complete, not lacking 
anything. So when we're looking at this question, which I'm trying to remind myself, was it how can I maintain joy? In tough times. You almost got this. How can I maintain joy in these tough times? James is talking about letting perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And he goes on to write Locke because he actually says wisdom. (laughs) Wisdom is what we should be asking God for. Mm. And this isn't just a wisdom that's like an intelligence wisdom, not just one that you use to like boast around other people to show off, but a wisdom to actually see people how God sees people. Uh, it's this inter- eternal perspective at the same time where it actually points back to more about yeah. how we give generously, how we love people around us. So you're not talking about when someone comes to you crying or needing advice that you, but the wisdom would allow you to then respond in a way that's like a tweet. You know, respond with like, oh, that was so good. I needed that advice. You're talking about a wisdom in the way we live and the way we give and the way we interact with people in community. And this is an accessible wisdom. That's exactly what I'm talking about, Lockie. This is how we speak, how we give, how we serve, how we love. This is what James is saying. When you ask for this wisdom, God will give it to you without fault and you will have a perspective you need. You'll have the perspective you need to persevere through what you're going through. And I think faith-produced perseverance is probably one of the things that shines brightest in the dark times. Wow. And when you think of people in your life who know where they place their faith because they know that they can trust it, when you think of people in your life who know where they place their faith so much because they've told you that they actually so trust where they're going after their time here on earth at the same time, then then you would know what faith-produced perseverance looks like and how it shines so bright even in the times that are so dark. And I think faith-produced perseverance is one of the things that will be most contagious, most comforting, and most encouraging to the people in our spheres in this time in our life. And in the midst of a one-in-100-year crisis, you know, what, a, what an amazing time to, to actually know that we can persevere, that there's actually God who's shaping us into the person that he can see us stepping into, that we have full access to actually turn to him and ask for this wisdom. And at the same time that we can actually come to learn more about him, that we can test our, have our own faith tested so we can learn just how genuine and just how real it is. Yeah. I like that comparison or that, sorry, not even comparison, the, um, how, how wisdom and joy are linked, you know, like you might not be happy. Mm-hmm. You might actually be incredibly upset and sad or struggling. However, through the wisdom and through through um, receiving wisdom and knowing how to respond and how to respond in a way that Jesus would, that brings joy. Mm. Like that is what brings joy. That when I'm feeling like like nothing in the world is ever going to help me, when I can still respond with wisdom, still be there for my friends, for my yep. family, for my people, yeah. for my faith. Yep. That that actually is joy in mm. itself, mm. not just this feeling of happiness. That joy is. Um, Joy is so much deeper mm. and just so much. Yeah, it's it's just, it's deep. It's not this kind of uh, thing that comes and goes. Joy joy is very deep and, it, and it's hard to shake. Yes, yeah. And we know what a joyful person looks like, a joy-filled person looks like. And if mm. that's someone that you're looking to step into, uh, again, I'd encourage you, take on this for Monday uh, and, you know, ask God, you know, Ask God to use this tough time, but also do the documenting so you can look back and see yeah. so you know in this time what you're experiencing. Start an open letter. Be willing to receive. Um, but at the same time, 
you know, what James actually writes, and it's in verse 12 of, of what he has written uh, to the church in Jerusalem. He writes, God blesses those who patiently, how often do we not want that patience? Dislike that word, Riley. God blesses those who patiently endure, not just go for the short-term relief, but endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Come on. That is so good. I'm a big fan of that. Um, I think we're going to wrap up there. Great conversation. Good bit of banter. And you know what, Riley? Thank you for being on the show. What's going to happen is the music's going to start getting a bit louder and then we're going to wait five seconds and right then we're going to give you a shot at doing the outro. Oh, right. You can just push people towards connect groups where you know we want people connecting in. But actually, before we, we do go to the outro and the music does start to get a little bit louder, mm-hmm. and I'll give you the nod when is it Is it getting louder right now? No, or? no, this is all post-production. Excellent. It's not happening in my headphones. What I was going to say is that there are 167 hours between the next Beyond the Message podcast, and I'd love to invite you onto the, the journey um, and the, the, you know, the, the journey and the lifestyle of asking God to, um, to help you through your times. To, to show you how he was using those times. So it has 167 hours. That's 167 different opportunities for, for God to really move within your life. So Riley, thanks for being on the show. Music should be getting loud right about now. Right about now. And this is the bit where I can do a little bit of No, nope, not yet. so much for joining us uh, for this beyond the message we had a great time we're still jumping away at this cinnabon as well but hey if you're keen on finding out a little bit more about the next steps that you can take maybe in your own personal or faith journey we'd love to point you towards finding out more about that on our social media with beyond church as well as our facebook or website but hey if you're looking to take a next step where you can start externalizing some of the things that maybe you've been internalizing then we'd love to point you towards our connect groups as well. We believe that life is done best together and we think that getting connected into a connect group is a great way to do that. Thanks again for joining us this week's Beyond the Message. That was so good. I'm leaving that in there too. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Gee, you need to do the 